0: Habit is very important in every one of our lives. And it's the body that becomes habituated. And that's where the problem is that Paul's struggling with in Romans 7 and Romans 6, and he's talking about here in Romans 12. It's the problem of a body that has been habituated to respond in the wrong way, in ways that are displeasing to God. His mind has been straightened out in many ways and he says with my mind I serve Christ but my body gets in the way because it's always wanting, desiring. He speaks about the desires or the lusts of the flesh or the body and he says it's always desiring to do the wrong thing. And over in Galatians the fifth chapter he talks about that same struggle that he's discussing in Romans 7 where it is The spirit of God dwelling within him, and the flesh or the body with which he is is experienced, seeing this struggle to go two different ways. The body habituated towards sin. Now, I never took a theology course in habit, and I don't believe that most of you have ever been trained biblically about what your habits ought to be in how you can deal with your habits. And that is a great neglect in the church of Jesus Christ because the Bible says an awful lot about habits. I haven't time to turn to all the passages that have anything to say about it. But let's just think for a moment how important a part of your life habit is. Suppose I could take a wand and just sweep it across this congregation and this magic wand... Waved across this group would mean that tomorrow, every one of you would awaken with no habits. I mean no habits. Now, you'd awaken, and there you'd lie with your eyes shut, and you'd think, now what do I do next? You see, you have to think consciously. If you have no habits, you have to consciously think about every last thing that you do everything no habits the characteristics of a habit are these it's automatic comfortable smooth and unconscious but now everything you do has to be deliberate conscious and awkward because you've never done it before so you're lying there on the bed and you figure, what do I do next? Well, you say, I guess I'd better open my eyes. And when you get past that tough one, you have to figure out what to do next. You say, I guess I've got to get out of bed, but which side do I get out of? <laughs> oh, you have to think about that. It's not automatic, it's not unconscious, you have to make a decision. And not only do you say, which side will I get out of, but once you get, make a decision on that, you have to decide how to do it. Do I throw the whole thing out at once? <laughs> do I put one leg over or both? And if one, which one? Or do I go out on my hands first? You know, a child, and that's when you learn how to get out of a bed the hard way, a child often goes over head first the first time. But you see, a child's head is still soft and pliable. And by now, yours isn't. <laughs> time for another peppermint. You see, a child, a child has to learn that. Think about such matters. And you, if you lost all your habits, would have to think about them too. Well, on and on it would go. Can you imagine buttoning a shirt? You know, how you had to learn as a child to button a shirt. You pull the hole open, shove it through, and then pat down real fast fast before it slipped back through. You'd have to go through, and you'd have to decide, do I start from the top and go down, start in the bottom and go up, or do I start in the middle and go ways like, both ways like most people do? <laughs> now you have to make decisions, conscious decisions like that, all the way through everything you do. Tying your shoes, imagine that. Remember that as a child? How hard that was to learn how to make the bow, tie it and pull it out right? Tough stuff. Consciously, you'd have to think of everything. Can you imagine taking the top off of a toothpaste tube? unscrewing, it, getting the toothpaste on the brush and then getting the brush in your mouth and not up your nose. This is tough going because you have to think consciously about every last thing you do if you have no habits. Well, I'll tell you, you wouldn't get to breakfast at midnight. You wouldn't. Now, I say all this not just to uh, waste time or something, but in order to give you the idea That habit is a vital, vital part of your everyday living. That probably most of what you do, you do by habit. And so if we do a great deal by habit, we had better learn how to handle this body of ours which operates according to habit. And that's what God's talking to us about here. After all he's been saying about it in the 6th and the 7th and the 8th chapters of Romans, now he comes to a conclusion. And he urges us, present those bodies of yours for service. Those bodies need to be dedicated and consecrated and presented to God for his service. Because those bodies are a problem. You see, this habit capacity that God has built into us is a marvelous thing. It's wonderful. It's like many other marvelous things that God has given to us. Sex is marvelous. But it can be perverted. The most marvelous things become the most horrible things when they are perverted by sin. And so sex has been so degraded because of sin. And so it is with habit. The habit capacity itself is much like a computer in the sense that there's nothing that it does that you don't feed it at the beginning. And so if you feed good material into the computer, you'll get good results at the other end. If you feed good habits into your habit capacity, then good things will happen throughout your life as a result. If on the other hand you have been feeding all kinds of wrong patterns into that capacity, you can't expect anything on the other end that's going to be right. If you're the kind of person who gets angry when somebody neglects you or you think you're neglected, that's a habit pattern. If you're the kind of person who gets all upset When anything doesn't go the right way and you fall apart and you lie limp like a rag on the floor, that's a habitual way of handling life. And it's wrong. And it's going to hinder you in your life. If you're the kind of person who has developed patterns of jealousy and envy, if you're the kind of person who is bitter and resentful and holds things down in your craw, down inside... That's habitual. That's a habitual response which you have developed. And it's going to hurt you and hurt others around you unless that habit is changed. You see, the habit capacity God has given to us is wonderful so that we don't have to think about which side of the bed to get out on. We can put our minds to something else. We don't have to think about how to unscrew the toothpaste tube and put the toothpaste on the brush and brush our teeth. We can be thinking some other problem through at the same time. So unconsciously, thoughtlessly, smoothly, skillfully, comfortably, we go about doing these things. And our minds can be placed on some other object while we're doing this. But it's just that way with sinful habits. Without thinking comfortably and smoothly and skillfully and unconsciously, we sin in many decisions in many circumstances of life because of the habits of this body because we presented our body to sin leading to further sin that's habit that's what he's saying we did it we gave ourselves over to sin we learned its ways we became skillful and unconscious in doing them and so we went on proliferating that sin habitually through the members the parts of our body.